live from cities and towns throughout the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's On the Road series. May the narrative be with you. You know, age is really a relative thing. I mean, there's so many things in life that it doesn't really matter what age you are. But now that I am in my 60s and of a certain age, <laughs> yes, I am reflecting on the final chapter of my life. And that makes me think of my father. My father and I, we had a tumultuous relationship. You know, it wasn't one of those wonderful, um, loving and kind. No, my dad and I, we yelled at each other. This is how we communicated. It wasn't, there wasn't really any talking involved at all. We yelled and fretted and my mother was very timid and she was always trying to shush us, you know, and calm us down. But my dad and I were yellers. I remember this one time, I was uh, 26 years old. I had been out of my mother and father's house already about 10 years. And um, I was having this terrible argument with my dad in the living room. We were just yelling and yelling and yelling at each other. And you know, when I was 12, my dad got sick. He developed this terrible uh, illness, spinal cerebral degeneration, and he had to take disability retirement. And so really my whole uh, teenage life from then on, my dad was sick. So here I am, I'm now 26, and my dad's been sick this whole time. We're yelling at each other in the living room, it was really, I would describe it as my mother's living room. There was no evidence of my father in that room. We're yelling and yelling and yelling. And suddenly, I call out, Well, you never loved me anyway. And he calls back, Well, you never loved me. And there it was, people this thing that had separated us, our entire relationship, this thing that I think we'd probably been yelling about the whole time. Mm. But the beautiful thing about the recognition of the elephant in the room was that finally we could address it. And I said to him, but I do love you. And he told me, well, I do love you. And by some miracle, we really heard each other. And you know, in that moment, it was just glorious. It was so, it was like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. And you know, the sound of angels, ah! I mean, it was just amazing. And in the next second, I felt this devastating disappointment with the realization how foolish we had been and had wasted all that time not loving each other. Well, from there on out, 
my dad, who was still really sick and just getting sicker and sicker all the time, would call on me to help him. And we actually started talking to each other. The, the yelling really ended. And we were able to build something, some kind of meaningful relationship. And he would, uh, he was in and out of the hospital constantly. And um, he'd be in the hospital and he'd be pulling the tubes out. And then the hospital would be tying him to the bed. And then they'd be calling me, not my mother. He'd call me to come and rescue him. So I'd go down to the hospital and get him all untied from the bed and get him to realize he couldn't pull that stuff out. And I was the one sleeping in the lounge chair in his room. And that went on for a couple of years. Now during the course of my father's illness, he must have almost died, I don't know, more than a dozen times. I mean, to where, when it was happening, you really weren't believing that it was happening. But this time was different. This time, we knew it was it. So I'm 28 years old. I'm a little more than eight months pregnant. Uh, my father is in the hospital, dying. My mother is there in the hospital room with me, comforting my dad, who is unable to talk at this point. We're on either side, holding his hands. We could tell from his breathing, it was very close. But I was just exhausted. I was so tired. And I said to my mother, listen, I just, I just have to lay down for a minute, just a few minutes. I'm just going to go out into the hall and I'm going to lay on one of those couches in the hall out there just for a few minutes. So I do. I go out into the hall and I lay down on one of those couches and instantly I'm asleep and I'm dreaming. Now this is really unusual for me because even to this day, I'm one of those people that I don't remember my dreams. I just, I just don't remember them. But at this time, I'm laying there on the couch and I'm dreaming and I know I'm dreaming. It's a lucid dream. I know I'm having a dream. And in the dream, I'm in this place where there's nothing. There's no trees. There's no hills, it's just flat. And it's not daytime, and it's not nighttime. It's just kind of gray. And all on the ground is this layer of mist that's kind of moving around. And you can kind of see the ground, but it's very misty. And all of a sudden, there's my dad. He's there too. And I take his hand, and we start to walk through this mist. And the mist, it gets thicker to where you don't know if the ground's really there. You just have to trust that it is. And I can tell that my dad is really scared. Now, I'm not saying any words, and he's not saying any words. 
but I can tell. And I'm trying to reassure him that it's going to be okay. And we're walking, walking. And the mist, it's getting thicker, and it's coming up higher and higher and thicker. And finally, we get to this point where I know that I can't go on, and my dad knows that I can't go on. Now, I'd like to say that there was, you know, a beautiful light there, or a doorway, or some beautiful angel to greet him, or, no, it was, there was none of that. It was just this gray, misty movement, getting thicker and thicker, and I knew I couldn't go any further. So we let go. And my father, he continued walking. He walked until he disappeared into the mist. And the moment that he disappeared, I wanted to call out to him. You know, I don't even know what I wanted to say, but something, I wanted to call. And you know how it is in a dream when you're trying to get your voice to work and you're, and you're trying so hard? And I woke myself up. And as soon as I woke up, I rushed into the room where my dad was laying. And of course, he had died. And I felt terrible. I felt like, oh, here I was, asleep, asleep on the job. I was supposed to be there for my dad, and I fell asleep. So a few weeks later, I'm still pregnant. I'm at my house. It's night, and my father came to me. Now, he didn't come like, you know, his body. It wasn't like that. And he spoke to me, and it wasn't like in words, like I'm saying to you right now. Now, I have to tell you guys, this sounds kind of kooky, but he was like Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> really, it was, like, it was like this little light. You know how Tinkerbell was like a little star in the room? That's exactly what he was like. And he told me that, of course, I was with him. When he died, I held his hand to the other side, and then I needed to stop feeling bad about that. Quit that. I was there with him, and it was good. And that made me feel so much better, I can't even tell you. And now, you know, as I'm in this final chapter of my life, and death seems a lot more eminent than it did when I was 10, now I think, maybe I'll walk through the mist and see my father.